everybody. Welcome to a new episode. Um, I do apologize for the time lapse that it's gone. Um, I was without internet for a little bit. Uh, something snapped my line, but we ended up getting a new line put in and everything seems to be working good now. So I thought I'd catch up on everything. Today I'm going to go over Judaism and Christianity. Very interesting topic, huh? See, a lot of people, they say Christianity didn't come out of Judaism. Or Judaism isn't Christianity. What a lot of people are miscomprehending is that you can't have one without the other. So, what does that mean? Well, we all know that what God is. We know God is spirit. It states that in John 4, uh, John 4, 24. God is spirit, and all those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So we have to understand God's spirit. And we don't understand God's spirit until we go into the Old Testament. And we have to understand everything that he ordained and everything that he brought here. When we go forward into the Old Testament, we see um, in Exodus, for example, um, God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So Moses had to go to um, the people of Israel, the Hebrews, um, that were in that were in Egypt. When he goes to Egypt and he starts talking to the Hebrews and stuff, they look at him as like, "Who are you? Like, are you?" You know, they they all know who Moses is, but they're kind of confused. And then as they go forward in that, they understand Moses is going to be the deliverer. As we understand in Numbers twenty three nineteen, God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man, that he should change his mind. Has he said, and he will not do it? Or has he spoken, and he will not fulfill it? Um, they're basically saying, God is not a liar. Everything that God has said in the Old Testament will happen. And we understand from the Old Testament, everything that has been said has happened. Everything from the Babylonian exile to... Um, the prophecies of Isaiah to the visions of Daniel. We understand all this stuff. When we go into John 1.1, 1, 1, we understand that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Um, when we reference that back to Genesis, we understand that God is speaking the Word that forms everything. When we go into Revelation, we understand that his tongue is like a two-double-edged blade. And that is something that's very, very iconic and has a lot of symbolism to it. But people don't understand why is his tongue, why he has a two-edged blade coming out of his mouth. It's not a literal sword. They're saying whatever he says will will happen. It's a two-edged sword. 
if you're wrong, he can cut you from either side. You know, you got to be careful. You know, you have to understand that God has already, God has his people, you know. And God's people, believe it or not, the Israelites, they started from Samaria, from, you know, the ancient Mesopotamian areas. When we look at it, Abraham came from Ur, which is in modern-day Iraq. And when he came from Ur, he moved to Canaan, which eventually um, his son Jacob ended up becoming Israel. And from there, we understand that that is where God has started everything. Judaism, or being, you know, the Jewish faith, um... When we look at Moses giving the laws, giving everything, that, all the decrees to help people, we understand that this is what the, the Jewish people had to live by. But, when we understand that Jesus was a Jew, that is where everything comes together. We understand that Jesus is the glue between Jewish and the Christian faith. Why do the Jews reject him? It's been prophesied in Isaiah that they would reject him because they're not going to understand. But the Gentiles, the non-Jews people, have no idea what, what was going on at the time. And when they see or hear about a person doing these things by numerous people, they've never seen their God. They've never seen anything that could do this kind of stuff. They were jumping in a bath, you know, a fountain, and to try to heal themselves. Now they understand who God is. In Jeremiah 31, 31, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. When he's making his new covenant, that becomes the, the gospel, the New Testament. That is the new covenant right there. When we understand Jesus' is coming is the new covenant, then we understand where we're supposed to be, but they are going to reject him for that. And when they reject him, that's when he reaches out his hand and he grabs the Gentiles as well. He understands that we're all God's people. The Jews were chosen and brought to Israel for a specific purpose. But that is, as Paul states, the seeds to plant the tree but they can't see beyond the trunk and now that the trunk is there Christ the, th the person that's holding the tree together the branches become the Gentiles and they will be known by their fruits the fruits that they bear whether they're good or bad and if they're bad we must pluck them if they're branches are dying we must trim them but we can also try to reshape them we don't want them to be worse than they are and from that branch we can 
possibly get new life out of it. New fruits, new behavior. Better things. Jesus once said, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And he was saying, before Abraham was God. And he was saying he was before Abraham. In the Psalms of David, we understand that there's certain Psalms that David knew that his offspring would be the Messiah. And he was praising that Lord to come. Behold, um, I will not deliver you until I make your enemies your footstool, which is one of the most famous sayings in the Bible for King David. Well, King David will be that person to sit at the right hand of God, and that is, from the lineage of David comes Jesus. And from the, that lineage, we see Jesus in Paul literally states he is the right hand of God, which goes forward into Isaiah 41.10. I will Isaiah 41.10, which is, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Throughout the entire Old Testament and the entire New Testament, he talks about his righteous right hand, the right hand of him understand that Jesus is the right hand so we go into Christian Christianity why is Christianity different than Judaism well because a lot of people like to make doctrines and people like to become doctrine holders and hold what they believe to be true by what other people have stated but when we actually read the Bible, we know what is true. First Peter 4.16, Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Second Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Acts 26, 28. In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? A person asked to Paul. First Corinthians 11. It's a very big verse, but it's very in interesting. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I deliver them to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of the wife is her husband. The head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head shall be covered, dishonors his head. And every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head it since it is the same as if her head were shaven 
Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And in, in the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans 6.14 For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law but under grace. So this is where it gets interesting and this is where we have to really define the notion of Judaism versus Christianity. The Jewish people were under a law that they had to fulfill. 613 commandments that they would have to fulfill to be perfect but not one of them could achieve that. Some of those commandments where you're not able to eat pork, some of the other commandments, you know, some, um, you always have to have kosher foods, you know, um, Sabbath day holy, which, you know, you're supposed to rest on the Sabbath. What does it mean that we're no longer under the law, but we're under grace? This goes into various uh, different points, but a big one was when Peter was eating with the Gentiles, and the Jewish people came, and he kind of fled from that. Paul went over to Peter, and he tried to you know, ask him. He's like... Why should the Gentiles go by the law if they never had the law? And this is, um, this is a very big concept to understand because the Jewish people believe the law is part of their salvation. But you have to remember that even King David didn't fulfill the whole law. Moses didn't fulfill the whole law. He was very quick to anger. So what makes the law your salvation? Because the law isn't based on salvation. That's where we get the predestination from. The people that were predestined is the people that were predestined before Christ. The people that are predestined to be saved before Christ came. This is where the predestination comes. The elect people were the Jewish people. And the elect people today are the people of faith. But they're the people that come to faith, that openly seek it, that want to know God. So, the 
question is, is you're right here. Dead center. You have the Jewish faith, and you have the Christian faith. If you go on the side of the Jews, you have to fulfill the whole law. If you're on the Christian side, the law is under grace now. The new covenant. See, what people need to understand is the doctrine of grace is not what Calvin truly believes and it's not what all these other people are making it out to be the doctrine of grace is saying that if you come you know Jesus is reaching his hand you come to me and I will set myself with you and when you, when you pass I will speak on your behalf to my father to let you in. This is what Jesus is explaining. That he wants to be the inter, uh, the intercessor, the person between God and men, for us to go to God. So, what comes down from this is what we have to really understand is that Judaism and Christianity are a coin. That coin has two sides. It has Judaism, which is being Jewish, the Jewish faith under law, and then the Christian faith, which is the new covenant of the old faith under Jesus, being the intermediate intercessor between God and men. Why? Without the Jewish faith in the Old Testament, we wouldn't be able to see God's spirit. We wouldn't be able to see his love. We wouldn't be able to see everything he wanted to complete to bring us where we are today. Now, we have Christians today that are not acting like Christians. And I can tell you that I am nowhere near perfect either. I have sinned myself many times. But with God and me seeking for forgiveness, I pray that God that God will forgive me. Because Jesus did die for all of our sins. The sins of the world, not just the elect. He died for everyone. So they may come to God. So, is Judaism Christianity? Yes, it's the same concept. The 
difference is, is that the old way has passed. The new covenant is the new. But some people cling on to the old things because they can't adapt to new things. And they are so rooted in the old faith that they don't want to pull themselves out of it. The heart of the Bible, it's always there. It's always been there. The old and the new have always been there. Two sides of the same coin. So what does that mean? That means Jesus came for Israel. But he knew that there were going to be sheep that were going to follow him that were not in the fold of the Jewish faith. And the first shall become the last, and the last shall become the first. A quote. And the Jewish faith was the last. Or, the Jewish faith was the first. And they rejected Jesus. And they're becoming the last. Which is why I seek to help them understand what Christ is. And the last became the first. The Gentiles. Who never had anything. God always looked out for them at the same point. Now we're trying to get the folds together. And if we can do that, we'll have an established field for people. And that's what we need today. We need to be established. So, if there is any questions, feel free to email me, um, ministermarger at gmail.com. And just remember, that our Jewish brothers and sisters it's not so much that they're wrong they're just stuck and sometimes we just need help to push them through to bring them to Christ again it's up to them God bless you all and have a great day